Hey, it's Ken Osego, and good morning and welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. In Ottawa, 95.7, and in Toronto at 106.5 FM. And don't forget, you can listen to Element FM by downloading the Radio Canada app and listening anywhere you want right across Canada on your device by just uh, entering 106.5 Element FM or 95.7 ELMNT. We are very honored to have a special guest with us in the studio today. It's, uh, it certainly is a, a privilege to have this, uh, this woman who has been in the uh, film industry for a long time. Someone we have seen uh, on many screens, large and small. And uh, actually, it, it's great that Tantu Cardinal is with us here in the studio. What a, what a, it's a pleasure to have you here, Tantu. It's great that you're able to make it in and be with us. We thank you very much. Thank you. You know, uh, you have had quite a career. As you look back, uh, and I look at at the names of the of the the films and the projects that you've been involved with. You know, you've been very fortunate. I would say, in in terms of the projects you've been involved with, in terms of the 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 names, they certainly speak well in terms of of the projects that you've been involved with. Dances with Wolves. Uh, you know, uh, there's been a number of them that that. Uh, certainly have made a huge impact in the film world. You've been involved with some some very uh, heavy hitters, I guess you might say, in the industry over the time that you've been involved. Yep, that's true. When you look back at your career, and there is a long list that that you know spans, I guess almost almost fifty years. I understand. Is that correct? Well, this is my forty ninth year. Wow. Yeah. So, when you look back at that. At that career, what stands out with you in terms of uh, of things that that you remember, that the, the 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 projects that you remember that you think either propelled you or or helped you or just had a significant uh, memory for you? Um, I I I kind of look at it. Uh, particularly today, I guess I've, I've had a few phone calls and and different things over the past few days. Um, uh, sorry about not feeling all that well, but I hope I don't get anybody <laughs> feeling bad. Um, I I kind of been looking at it as a real process. Um, like I had a, a woman calling me you know, a couple of days ago, and I shouldn't have even picked up the phone. I couldn't see a name or anything, but it was some woman who was going to write a book about Hollywood. Mm. And she was kind of dismissing my work uh, in in the historical pieces that, that I've done. Mm. And, you know, saying, well, this person's done well. They've done, you know, contemporary guest roles and this person's done well because they played you know some contemporary thing and uh which i thought was kind of rude but also not really understanding that when i started out it was it was common knowledge that indians couldn't act because we had no access to our emotional world we were stoic Mm. You know, we couldn't express. Mm. You know, that that was a standard in those days, <laughs> mm. 1970. Right. And so a lot of my work was to go and see what I could bring 
as far as understanding of who we are yeah. as human beings. Mm. And I remember, you know, the, the first time that I, that I did something outside of Native communications, yeah. uh, which were with our own people, which mm-hmm. is different. But, you know, outside, um, like CBC people or, or you know, let's, let's call it white filmmakers, mm. uh, like... Whoa, the excitement that, <laughs> that, that, that I could express a human experience, you know? And so yeah. that's not, you know, that's not taking that into account Yes, when people are saying, well, that all her stereotypical work or whatever, mm. you know, um, all of it was work. Sure. Breaking through Absolutely. this, this racist, yeah. genocidal, mm-hmm. um, force yeah. that we've had to break through on every level, no sure. matter what we're doing, where we're going, yes. what's happening. Right. There's always that we've had to break yes. through. Our ancestors have had to do it. And uh, it was very much alive in the 60s and 70s as well. We had to fight that. And so that's a lot of what I had to do. I had to prove that I could act and I could also had to try to bring in another understanding. You tried to bring in uh, some, try to break down some stereotypical ideas of who we are as I did the work. So I was doing the work of, um, of a diplomat yeah. as best <laughs> as I could. Yeah, I, you know, that's all I had to work with. So what you're saying is, uh, and 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 I think it's we still have to do this today to some degree as well. You were educating as well. You were I educating, was. but I think you you were probably learning something about yourself at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I you know I had to learn the skills, and uh, and I had to learn about my history. I mm. had to learn about cultures of different people, depending on what I was representing. And I tried to educate myself. Right. Um, to some degree, I'm certainly not a scholar, and uh, and absolutely terrified of putting myself into the incubation of these educational systems that assumed that all we had to do. See, the residential schools may have been closing down, mm. but there's still the idea: if you would learn how to be like us. <laughs> You will succeed. Right. <laughs> I've been told that more than once. Mm. You know, stop doing what you're doing and you will succeed. Mm. Do this and you will succeed. Right. You have to do this in order to succeed. Yeah. Don't be yourself. No, don't be yourself. Well, that's very interesting. Um, and, and that, wow, that leads to so many other questions and the battles that you must have had just internally in terms of what to say, what not to say, how to, how to, uh, uh, confront a situation on set, perhaps how to perhaps uh, uh, approach something with a director or maybe another actor on set. That that all brings up so many questions that you that we would we never got to see. We would never in a, in you know get to see or hear any of that that you had to go through. Thank you very much. I'm hoping I'll be able to capture some of that. I really want to get to some writing in the next while. And, and and see if some of that stuff can come forward, and and I've also had to to learn mm. that process, but mm-hmm. learning the structure, you know, who do you talk to in this particular situation, and um, and also, uh, what am I going to approach? 
like something like black robe was mm. just massive. I I did not want to even do it. Mm. I turned it down. I turned it down about three times. Mm. And then finally got the message from ah. the forces that really rule. Okay. And um and I and I knew that I had to go ahead and do it. And and then, you know, you get a certain number of chits, especially as a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> sure. yeah, a guy, he's has oh, yeah. way more chits mm. than I do mm. as far as making negotiating anything. Mm. Um, and so there's that battle right. as well. And just for the, the listening audience, what you could not see, uh, Tantu was, was pointing the sky when she said the forces that really matter there. So uh, just so you're clear about what she was, we was referring to with that. So, you know, wow, that, that of course, we could go down so many roads with, with those, those uh, comments. But are you, are you, when you look back, though, are you, are you happy with what you have done in terms of your acting career? Yeah, I have to be. I have to be. My gosh. Mm. You know, normally women my age are done by now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been hard work mm-hmm. because of all the groundbreaking stuff that had to happen. Right. And uh, But it's been extremely successful because I really do believe that by my walk, it it kind of loosened things up. Sure. And mm-hmm. then it gives more courage for right. other filmmakers and other storytellers right. to say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well, let's see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Indians can act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, uh, I was, I, you know, I think one of the really important elements that I had with me in those early days is um, a lot of time working with Gordon, um, my my late heart brother, Gordon mm. Tutusis. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot from him and um, people in his family. Uh, and, and, you know, because I could ask him, I could ask him questions and and other people. Um. I'm not sure where I was going with that. It's okay. Um, you know, uh, um, just to look, at just in the last, I guess, couple of years, you've had some pretty big projects that you've worked on. Uh, one in which you had the lead, which uh, you played <laughs> a great role. And and uh, that must have been great to be able to have uh, 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 Darlene bring you in to, to play that role. Yeah, it was really freeing, mm. and um, and I was I was really excited when she brought the idea forward that, mm. that she was going to do it, and um, I like her sensibility. Mm-hmm. I like her, um, for lack of a better term, her militancy. You know, I mm. mean, in terms of. Uh, her dedication to who she is mm. and and her determination to tell the stories that she wants to tell in the way that she wants to tell it and in the way that, that that's true. Mm. And she has a studio in her community and mm. and she works with her community. Um, and that's where the, that integrity shines from within, eh? mm. 
And so I was really honored that that she decided to do that and to have that opportunity to, because most of the time, you know, um, though my character might not have a lot to do or say within the overall story, I still have to prepare an entire character. Absolutely. Whether there's a name there or not. Yeah. You know, whether yep. like yep. in Black Robe. Yep. Um, who knew? I don't even know she has a name. But um, it certainly was never used. Yes. But I still had to build her yes. life. Yes. Because she had to be whole. Right. Um, because we're not seen as whole as Indigenous women. We're not, we're not honored that way. We're not given um, that right off the top. You know, we're kind of scrutinized and kind of discarded off the, off the get-go, mm. you know, as a general, as mm-hmm. a generalization. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've certainly felt that all along the way. Um, so to, um, to be able to, to fill that character, and she's used. Her life force is actually used all through the story, mm. rather than because I've, I've spent so much time lamenting that this character that I'm representing doesn't have a say, and that there's so much history. Uh, there's a great story that she's part of, mm. and and she's a part of a community that's that that's got a really interesting side to the story that we're telling from the white people's perspective, mm-hmm. from the white character's perspective. Mm. And I always thought, you know, you people, the audiences are missing out so much mm. by not getting our side of the story, mm. get, by not getting our, our history. And so uh, it's, really, it's really important and, and, and fulfilling in its own way to see our filmmakers telling our stories in the way they want to tell them. And, and that's a victory. You know, when you say that, and as you were, you were talking there and talking about sort of being a, um, a role model for younger filmmakers or actors or people that are coming up uh, as an Indigenous person, Indigenous woman, um, that I think that kind of just comes with the territory when you when you put yourself out there as as someone that is in the the on the screen or or as a, a musician or someone that is out there it's just automatically you become this this role for people to look at and um and I always say you know when I have a guest in that is in that position that you can't you you, you whether you want to or not it kind of comes with you with the territory that you're there assuming and you, you probably have had, I'm sure, young people come up to you and say some things to you from communities or Indigenous people that uh, have said something to that effect. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, many times. And I think the heartbreaking thing is so many kids, foster kids, mm. and, uh, mm. and kids out there that are separated from their families, uh. In coming up to me and and uh, telling me how important it was for them mm. to see me, wow. um, who was the same color that they were, <laughs> and and so I I became a, a beacon for them right. in that lost world that they had, and uh, 
you know it's it's heartbreaking but you know it's it's sort of kind of points to the responsibilities yeah that we have uh people that are seen from long distances mm. you know we have we have hearts and souls mm-hmm. in our in our hands mm. you know mm. and so but that's something that i've I've felt for a long, long time because when I started there, you know, and the, one of the reasons that gave me courage to go ahead and do it, even though I had no training, uh, I had opportunity. Um, there were different experiences that I had of um, being involved, well, for lack of a better term, politically or in the movement, you know, with uh, Native women and Métis Association. And it's sort of being in the milieu and getting opportunities to to speak mm. um, and and to uh, be in front of people, and I think that's why um, our, my late chosen brother Harry uh, Daniels put my name forward for a role because he knew I could stand in front of people and uh, and say something, mm. and that's how I got my first opportunity. Put my name down. Because mm. of that, mm. courage to stand in front of people, and uh, and how I got the courage to stand in front of people is growing up with so many who were so shy, <laughs> they would not, you know, even walk in a door first and mm-hmm. push me through right. to go in first yeah. because they were so shy, mm. and and so I determined that I wouldn't let that stop me, and mm. I would push through the shyness. How old were you at that time? Do you know when? When that happened? When you decided to? When I was a kid. When? Yeah. When I decided what? Well, when you said, "I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to push through. I'm going oh, to stand. I'm going to, you know, be able to." It, it sort of kind of came. Yeah. It was sort of a, a gradual. Yeah. Um, I would say by the time I was twelve. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, but yeah. it was before that. Yeah, yeah. There was always a certain kind of courage, and also. I was certainly not one of those kids that was hovered over. Mm. And so I had to find my way through, Mm. you know, so many um, circumstances and Uh situations on my own. Right. Yeah, that, uh, because you're right, there's, as Indigenous people, many are shy. Many don't want to to put themselves out there or or stand up and say anything. It's true. Um. You know, we have to take a, a break in a, in a couple of minutes, but um, something I would like to uh, to speak with you about is, and you mentioned this, about preparing a character, and I'd like to talk with you more about that. But just before we go to our, our, our break, I want to mention a couple of things about you. Uh, like, for instance, in 2009, and I'm not sure how you feel about this, but uh, you were you were made a member of the Order of Canada in 2009. Mm-hmm. And you also, uh, in 2017, were named the winner of the Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television's Earl Grey Award for a Lifetime Achievement. Um, how do these? How do the? How do you look upon these these awards and 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 accolades? Um, I I consider it an, an honor, um, a recognition, and uh, that it's a it's a generosity. And respect. Mm. It's it's about the people who give them. And mm, true. And and it's also what that indicates to me is a, a 
a, a willingness to openness. You know, it's uh, there. There have been these people all along the line my entire life who are outside of our culture, who are a part of the oppression mm. culture. Mm. Um, that are really good people mm-hmm. and really want the best of our society and want the best for our, our experience of human being. And mm-hmm. they, they want a change for the better. And um, they're the ones that, that can really make a difference. They're, they're the ones that, that organize events. They're, the people in the, in the communities and the organizations and the facilitations or whatever, you know, that that take the time. They're they're behind the scenes. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. those hard workers you hardly mm. ever see and they just get dog tired and circles under their eyes right. <laughs> to put on a good event, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. And um and I and I just really I just really adore that that mm. tenacity and they have done so much for so many. Mm. By uh, being behind the camera, mm. by by being behind the the doors and and doing that hard work. Yeah, it's it's much like uh, anything uh, that we see uh, that that comes to a, comes to a fruition. For instance, a film. Uh, we get to see the film, but we don't get to see the ninety percent of the work that went into making that film. We only get to see the finished product. We don't get to see all the back work, all the hard work that everybody did. This the crew. Uh, and and the locations and all of that stuff that went into to making that come to see the the final product that we we end up viewing and the ten years that Darlene <laughs> exactly. spent yeah exactly. writing and developing exactly. and creating exactly that's right yeah okay that's a good spot for us to take a pause we will be right back on uh, Element FM and Moment of Truth right after this and good morning and welcome back to Element FM and Moment of Truth I'm your host David Moses. Thanks for listening. You are listening in Toronto and Ottawa, in Ottawa at 95.7 and in Toronto at 106.5. Our guest today is Tantu Cardinal, and it's great that she's able to be here with us. We were just talking before the break with her about some of the accolades that she has received. For instance, as she was made a member of the Order of Canada in 2009, she also was named the winner of the Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television Earl Grey's Award Lifetime Achievement in 2017. And she has had quite a number of uh, projects that you probably have seen or heard of over uh, her career. Dances with Wolves, Black Robe, Legends of the Fall, Smoke Signals. Uh, Smoke Signals. That was a fun film. uh, For It was (laughs) certainly from an audience perspective. It was lots of fun to see. It was fun to see the characters. Um, It was fun to see... Uh, res, you know, the res come to life on the screen to some degree and stuff. Was that was that a fun project for you to be involved with? Yeah, it it was fun, and uh, we just had a 25th anniversary mm. um, screening celebration in Victoria. Oh yeah, and Ev- Evan Adams was there, uh-huh. and what a dear soul he is. <laughs> so, uh, so that was fun, and and it it holds. It holds twenty five years later. Mm. It's it's still a good film. Yeah, it, it really it really was. Uh, so we I was I was mentioning before the break because you you kind of brought this up about creating a character and and bringing that character to life, giving that character whether the character has 
uh, lines or not. You still have to prepare this character, bring them, and give them a life. Um, how uh, how do you usually go about that? If, for instance, what I mean is, if if it's um, if if it's a, 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 a um, written for film and it's just written as that uh, for film itself, not taken from a book or real characters. Um, do you prepare differently if it is from either a real character or if it's based on a book that's been written? Do you do you read the book beforehand? Do you, how how do you go about doing that? Well, I've read books, but mm. most of the time, the character that I am being asked to represent isn't in the book. <laughs> no. Okay, you know they're, they're not really important. Yeah, they okay, don't okay, matter. Okay, yeah, you yeah. know, women don't matter. Um, so it it. You know, it depends on where the story is taking place. So you, what I try to do is find out, okay, what's in the head of this person? Mm. What do they know? How much do they know? What, what's the history that they're, they're aware of? Um, what, what is their view mm. on what's happening? What are the relationships mm. with everyone else in the story? Um, and the relationship to my physicality. There's so many things mm. to, you know, to, to look at and to uh, prepare that um, um, state of being besides mm. state of mind. Mm. Um, physicalities, you know, sure. uh, I don't know. I I don't. I can't say that I've done an awful lot as far as as physicality. Uh, you know, if if the character doesn't have an awful lot, you know, a person's not going to lose twenty seven pounds to, you know, for a couple sure. of scenes or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I don't know. There's all kinds of ways, you know, um, and I I. I have not gone to a school to to teach me these things. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's um it's very much kind of what comes to me mm. at the moment, mm. you know? Mm. Uh sometimes uh you might prepare a certain way for one story for one character and then for another character it might be something else. Okay, what's an example? An example of, say, education of Little Tree. Mm. I had to learn that accent, mm. that southern kind mm. of sure. drawl. Right. And it, and it had to be kind of specific mm. to that area and sure. that territory. So um, I had production sent me tapes. Right. So that I could work with that and, right. and just kind of get it into to mm. my dialogue. Mm. And that was a little different, eh? Yeah. That uh, education of Little Tree because mm. it was, um, it's kind of a, a principal mm. role. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot to sure. do in the movie. Right. Um, so there there was the the accent and the, and the way of speaking that I had to work on. And in, in other pieces, I may have to learn uh, dialogue in a different language. Mm. So oh, yeah. that takes She's work. done quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. And um, there, there are times where you have to learn to canoe. Mm. Okay. 
So, and so I've been to, like in Black Robe, they had canoeing classes mm. and sure. workshops and right. all of uh, practice. Right, right. So that happened. Um, so there's different ways. I and mean, sometimes production will help you out, and sometimes you're kind of on your own to figure out what it is that you need to be able to feel comfortable. Right. Uh, and being that person in that moment. So what about uh, Falls Around Her the, as a lead, a musician? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Pura Fey. Pura Fey. Yes. Ah, from Ulali. Uh, yes, yeah. from Ulali. Yeah. And she sat in the studio with um, uh, Julian, who's Darlene's husband, mm-hmm. who who um, wrote the music. Darlene wrote the, the words. Oh, yeah. And I think maybe they worked together okay. with the words. They got a really nice studio there on the res. Mm. But um, Purafe was here in town mm. when they were recording the the songs. Uh-huh. And I I got myself a guitar and tried to get comfortable, you know, <laughs> sure. oh, <laughs> holding it and handling it and all that kind of stuff. Right. That's the best I could do. Um, I would have liked to have been able to to spend more time to be able to uh, feel really comfortable in in the musical world. But um, I I think that's that's one thing I I wish we had more budget for mm. to have done more with music. Mm. In but mm. you know I think we just barely made it. I mean, there's it's kind of not a, really a living wage. Mm. The the budget for that movie. Yeah. Um, so you you just kind of do the best you, you know, can. Yeah, do what you can. Work with what you got. Work with what you got, and go for it. Mm. That's how we've survived, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um. Now, The Grizzlies, uh, another film that was based on a true story of, of bringing lacrosse to the north, right? Yes. Which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, and when I first saw the script, and I knew the director was a white woman, eh? Miranda de Poncier, and I thought, oh, my God, has anybody checked this script out? Mm. No, as, as far as calcitrant is. Inuit character or the mm. people in the community mm-hmm. were, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so I called her and asked her if she had right. um, consultation on right. this, eh? and she immediately put me in touch with um, w- one of the the producers. She okay. had three Inuit women as producers okay. on the movie, and. Uh, and I forget which one of it she asked me to to speak to. I'm so bad that way. <laughs> and uh, and and anyway, she told me. She said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we were that bad." <laughs> she, she said, said "What?" Sorry? She said, "We were that bad." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just felt so much uh, so much more comfort to mm. to know that people from the community. Mm-hmm were that, that loved the piece and yeah. it was telling their story yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they were fully backing it and it yeah. was so much opportunity for people right. in the community not only as actors and as as extras mm-hmm. as um you know creators mm-hmm. of wardrobe 
and uh, you know to be able to bring ideas forward and 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 it was just really alive for the community to have this going on at mm. the same time. Um, and and what a treat it was to to be up there and and to see the just just the beautiful warmth of the people as mm. cold as the land is that's mm. as warm as the people mm. are and uh, what it was such great good fortune yeah you know and yes it's it's good story so get a chance go see it yeah. and people and are where, really where enjoying did you film it that? where was it filmed. And Akaluit, just it, just outside of Akaluit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I haven't been up there. I was there quite a while ago, uh, but I haven't been up there for for quite some time. Was it uh, in the summer? Is it, is it no, 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 no. What was that? I think it was maybe around and shoot. I it's the it's kind of mixing all together. No, yeah, no worries. Um, it, I think it was early spring. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all my memories of being up there, because I was up there twice, once in November, once in June, uh, and uh, and very different weather, uh, of course, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what about the, the new films coming out uh, through Black Spruce? That's uh, another film that you're, you're involved with that's coming out now. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about that? I, my part is so very small. Mm. I was just kind of like a little... A little teed at the uh, distribution mm. for putting my name right practically up front, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a disservice uh, to the leads, sure. you know, the people that were really carrying that movie. What mm. a fabulous job they did. Mm. Tanaya Beatty mm. and Brandon Oaks and mm. Tina Keeper. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the people that were... Um, carrying the story, mm. so and and uh, I don't know how Graham feels about it, but you know, putting his yeah. name up front there right. too. And, and we, he, Graham had more work than I did, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have much work there. Yeah. And uh, and Ed Matatuaban and and they do that, you know, to catch people's attention. Yeah. But the, I don't all, think it's it all was about... necessary. The story itself is what should be catching attention. Yeah. It's about a missing girl. Right. About a family going through that experience. Mm. That's what that movie is about. Mm. And um, and so when people drag in controversy, I think it really is a disservice to that experience that so many people are having. And it's mm. a constant danger now. Mm. That you have to really keep an eye on your young girls and your young boys too. Yeah, um, it's we're not safe, mm-hmm. and um, and it's an important story to tell. And and uh, and I I know Tina has talked about the reason that she chose that story. It's mm. it's um, from her mother's right. background. Yes, and um, so. I, I would suggest to people, never mind the controversy, go see the story. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to know, because you have done film and television and theater. And radio. Okay, radio. Back when they used to do radio dramas. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what is your preference? What do you, what do you prefer? Do you have one over the other in terms of, you know, that you like to do or you prefer, whether it be 
motion films or television or, or theater, live theater or radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, they each have their charm. Mm. Um, film um, is usually pays you better mm. for the time that you spend mm. and gives you more freedom. Okay. Because you don't have to be there for the entire movie if you're not in the entire movie. Right. You just go shoot when your part comes up. Right. Whereas theater, yeah. <laughs> you're stuck there, <laughs> yes, man. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and and it has its own charm as well. I mean, it's um, I love acting. I mm. really actually do. Even though it's arduous. Mm. It's Sure it is. It's yeah. been difficult and and it's been horrific at times. It's one of the most insecure careers you could possibly um, be involved in. It was back in the 80s. There was this list about the, the jobs with the most stress. Mm. The first um, the first job on that list was the people who take apart bombs. <laughs> and the second one was radar controllers, mm. and the third one was actors. <laughs> this is like wow. Well, yeah, there's there's no uh, there's no financial security when yep. you finish your work. You know, m- most often you don't know when your next job is coming. Sure. And in my world, mm. I could only get hired as an Indian because mm. it's it's been so long, and I don't know if if people even now can think of us as human beings. Mm. You know, when they, they see a certain role, are they going to think of me in the same uh, thought pattern as they think of other, you know, white actresses, black actresses, Asian actresses, Latino actresses? No, we're on the outside. As ind- indigenous actors, we're on the outside of that black, white, Asian, Latino. And uh, and that's still a reality. So... It's it's been a long drawn out process mm. to to kind of find those people right. who are willing to think outside of that parameter mm. that that we're kind of stuffed into, mm. um, and hopefully the the women coming behind me will have greater success right. with that. Right. But I sort of kind of come through when you know those those. Thought patterns are just sort of uh, kind of finding new worlds, you know. Mm, mm. Um, but roles are changing now; things are changing. Mm. So there's it, there's more work within the work. Mm. There's more complexity in the characters. Right. More right. complexity in the situations. Right. Uh, I just did a pilot in Vancouver, and I really hope that it goes because it could be a lot of fun. Mm. You know, when Longmire was over mm. down in the States, mm-hmm. and I think Longmire was really important because it's almost common knowledge in the States that Indians are dead or in the past or on the reservation. Still, and, uh, yeah. You know, and they have these terms about somebody being off the reservation, mm. you know, um, being outside of the the borders mm. of where you're mm. supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, um, so when and I think Longmire did that work to uh, bring it to people's minds mm. that hey, you know, mm. Indians are still alive, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then now that it's over, I was thinking, hmm, now who's going to pick up that slack? And so I'm hoping that this this uh, series might be able to um, continue on with that process. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a great spot for us to take our second break, and we will be right back on Element FM and Moment of Truth right after this with Tantu Cardinal. Welcome back to Element FM and Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and we have uh, Tantu Cardinal in the studio with us today. It's great that she's here. Um, uh, Tantu, the new, the other film that uh, is here for 2018 is Hold the Dark. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about that one? <laughs> Not familiar with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Okay. It's a very dark story, a mm-hmm. dark and queasy kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I suppose I should have a look at it and, <laughs> and see. And I'm reluctant to tell people about it mm. because I think that's uh, meant to be a part of the experience of the film as you figure it out. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, they, it, it was very interesting work uh, to work with those young filmmakers. They're, they're I guess, kind of maverick filmmakers. Mm. I think out of Seattle, mm. but uh, I find those they're they're really interesting. The the way they approach shots and the way mm. they they choose to tell a story. Mm. And so all that I'll tell you that is it's a dark and queasy story. Mm. Okay. <laughs> 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 that Poe would probably like. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty dark if Edgar Allan Poe would like it. Um, so, listen, the other thing I wanted to ask about is you were saying things are changing, roles are changing. So what have you seen change over the time that you've been in, in, in working in this industry? Are things, you know, getting better? Have you seen that improve over time? Attitudes changing, the option for for playing bigger roles, better roles, different roles, maybe outside the the stereotypical kind of thing? Well, I don't know when that's going to happen for me, Um, but for other people, hopefully, uh, because I'm so established as Indigenous Mm. and, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that they don't, you know, it's... Uh, I found that it's very difficult for um, so far. You know, I, I tell people, you do you know we have astronauts? Mm. You know? I met a Kiowa astronaut, guys. <laughs> uh, so there, there is that process. All right. Um, like Westworld. Mm. What I found interesting is um, the... The the intellect or the perspective mm-hmm. that that you might be asked to present, and that's kind of a relief because you know uh, it was well known that we're not as intelligent as right. some of these people, right? Right. And so that also had even, to even be, though the world is going trying to go green. Gee, I wonder where that idea came. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's. But Indigenous the, people the, only lived on on the, the this it's planet. It's because Al Gore. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not an interruption at all. <laughs> it's truth. But okay, let's let's look at the industry from a different perspective. 
So uh, the music industry got hit hard when the digital world got formed because the music started being downloaded and the industry got hit, right? It really affected musicians. It affected the music industry. Do you know much about that side of it from the film industry? How, is, how did that affect? I don't know if it's affected, you know, uh, films being bought, films being downloaded, residuals for actors that are in films. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, I know. And I, I wish I knew more about that. Mm. Uh, but my, my business mind is mm. kind of uh, immature. <laughs> um, I, there's so many details that I, I can't articulate or even fathom mm. in those terms. But it seems to me now, producer people, like if you had Darlene here mm. or if you had Tina here mm. or any number of, of people mm. who, who do their own films, right. they would give you a real educated mm. idea of what that is. Right. And I'm just a grokker. But on on one hand, um, I think there that maybe sometimes I think I don't know. It seems like it m- might be an advantage, especially if uh, you don't have a lot of money. There's there's podcasts. There's people are making mm-hmm. films on their on their iPhones. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And and online, mm. you know, they can mm-hmm. you can do shows online. Yeah. So there's that kind of opening, and as as far as um, money, that's that's always uh, uh, an up and down kind of thing. You know, some people they have money, and uh, maybe they'll share it, and mm. sometimes they have money, and you don't find out about it until later. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> okay. No, I don't know. Find somebody who's smarter than I am about those things. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> what advice would you give then to young and upcoming actors that are indigenous uh, that are looking to get into this industry? What would you say to them at this? I point would in time? say, I would say, be true to yourself. Um, uh, be. You know, a mistake is a gift to further understanding. Mm. Uh, and don't be too hard on yourself. Be honest with yourself. Um, and don't expect fame and fortune. Mm. This work is about, it is work. Yeah, It's about um, trying to get our the truth of our history back. It's about the the truth of who we are. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be fun, I guess. But for me, it's, it's never been about that. It's, it's, it's taken me a long time to be able to really appreciate uh, life as a joyful thing. You know, it's always been... We have work to do. We have to do this. We have to change minds. Mm. We have to bring in the truth. We have to bring in um, old ideas that that are considered new. You have to challenge. Yes, it is, and and it's a responsibility. Yeah. And uh, when when you say that you're uh, you're going to be an actor, 
that means that you're going to be an artist. And that means that you are taking on human experiences. You're saying, yeah, I can handle human experiences. So, you know, if you're Mm. really dedicated to it, you're going to be getting human experiences that you will have the opportunity to interpret. And um, do your best to understand as much as you can. Read, read. I don't read as much as I should. Um, I used to, but I I read bits. I should read Mm. a lot more. Mm. Um, But that's what I would tell young people. And go to theater school. Go to these places. It's, It's not as dangerous as it was when back in the 60s and 70s and and even early 80s, because, you know, our posters weren't up on the walls. Our our positive mm. images weren't on the news. They weren't, you know, it, there was just, well, the 80s, that's, by 80s, those, those things were really changing a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we got to keep, keep uh, positive images happening for ourselves, for, for our communities, and to be able to tell the truth. You know, sometimes we're, we're being asked to represent a dark character, and that dark character has to be represented with an honesty mm. and a truth right. because they have value. Yep. You know, yep. if it wasn't for the darkness, right. what would light be, mm. you know, right. yep. that kind of stuff. You know, there's so much to learn. Right. It's so, it really is exciting to to be a human being and to be able to be a part of telling those stories. Right. It sounds like you're also saying don't be afraid to take chances either. Absolutely. You have to be able to take chances. And uh, we have to get past our own fears. That's constant Mm. work. Mm. You know, that's something that I have to work on all the time, you know, and and I have to recognize if I'm, I'm reticent because of my own fear or if I'm reticent because something has to be checked out, mm. that something is not quite, uh, you know, there's more information has to come or something's not quite right, you know. So be, be really in touch with your own, uh, your own inner voice as well. And how would you say someone would find that inner voice? How do they know to get in touch with that inner voice? I would say by experiencing. Mm. But that's your intuition. You're mm. intuitive, mm. And, and that's that flow that goes on inside. Uh, and for me, it's it's that connection with the fire at the core of Mother Earth, and it's the connection with ancestors because that's the only place that I could trust. Mm. You know, I didn't trust a, a, mm. a lot of people mm. for a lot of different reasons. Right. Um. So. Yeah. Do you think that? The truth and reconciliation has has helped us in in getting those stories out there. I hope so. Uh, the thing I loved about you know the first thing that I loved about truth and reconciliation is naming genocide, mm. Mm. and that's extremely important. Right. Yes, it's difficult, and that's what I would say to young people. Yes, it's difficult. Give yourself credit. It's it's not easy. You know, yeah, you can you can cry around if you want, but you can't spend a lot of time doing that uh, because we're all in that same boat. Mm. 
it's it's hard for for all of us mm. i would say mm. you know if if it look if somebody makes if somebody makes it look easy well you know they're making it look easy <laughs> they yeah. got past something <laughs> you know yeah uh, and so and and then it also informs the overall canadian society mm. the truth of what we've been mm. we've been living through mm-hmm. and there's so much there yeah to redo yeah. undo and um, get get up to um, get up to snuff. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're almost out of time. So I wanted to, to know if there's anything else that you feel you'd like to mention or that we haven't talked about that you would uh, like to share or or talk about in the last couple of minutes. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. Do you have I, another question? Well, what's coming up? Anything coming up in the future for you? We got anything? Well, I'm waiting to hear on that uh, series. Oh, I yes. should know by right. about mid-May, right? If that series is going to go, and if that series goes, then I'll be living in LA for part of the year, and um, and you know, there's some work that I did in this past year that I'm really looking forward to to seeing come out. Okay. Like uh, Marie Clements okay. did a movie called Red Snow, okay. and it should be coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And she's got some new talent happening in, in her film that I think people will be happy to see. And Gwichin, uh, oh, what a hard language that is. Mm. <laughs> and uh, from my uh, from my Dene cousins. Um, let's see what else was done. This past year, uh, so it's hard for this this old <laughs> flu head to try to keep track of all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, there's there's new stuff coming out, and that's just the things that, that I've been a part of. And there's filmmakers are happening all over the place. Mm. Jeff Barnaby was doing a film. Um, who else was doing something? Oh, I mean uh, Shane Belcourt and. Uh, Lisa Jackson, and uh, I don't know who all else. I mean, there's we we got filmmakers that are just happening. Mm. Lots of independent films, yes. Uh, sounds like. Oh yeah, I mean, what else have we got? You know, and that would be an interesting um, show for you to check in on. You know, some of our directors and producers, and see how things are going for them. Mm. Are they being contracted by some of these big companies mm. to come and direct or mm. to come and and be a part of producing all that kind of stuff, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, there's lots to talk about. There's there's no question about that. There's never uh, never a shortage of topics or or things for us to discuss uh, from an indigenous perspective or bringing an indigenous perspective too. That's absolutely sure. That's great. You know, you're uh, when you said um, there, there's never you're never sure about a paycheck for this this industry and the work that you do. Um, I guess that speaks partly to the kind of person you need to be as well for this kind of work as well, yes? That's right. And that's why I say if you're expecting fame and fortune, you know, you never know if what you're working on is actually going to make it to the screen. Mm. Mm. And, you know, or if it's just going to sit on a shelf somewhere. And there's a lot of that's been going on. Mm. Um, And uh, it's, you know, people think that... Like when we did Dances with Wolves, I'm sure a lot of people thought we were millionaires. Mm. No. 
when you got a couple of millionaires on the movie, there's not a lot left for <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there's only so much to go around, I guess, on those budgets, and um, and the names get them get the money first. I yeah, guess. they do. Well, Tantu, it's been great having you in the studio with us today. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time out of your schedule to come in and, and be here with us today. Well, thank uh, you for the invitation and um, suffering through my uh, my bad attitude. <laughs> it's a it's a real attitude. It's okay. We we welcome all here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing uh, through Black, Black Spruce, which is opening on Thursday. We're going to be there for that as well. Well, Falls Arounder opens tomorrow. Fabulous. Thanks for sharing that at with us. Tiff. Okay. Okay. And then it's going to play at, um, where is it? Carlton or something like that for about a week. Right. And we were held over in Calgary for an extra week. Fabulous. So uh, that's, that's I, I'd be pushing falls around her, man.